Hello and welcome to episode 457 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Thursday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. And let us ask, especially in this month of March, for the intercession of St. Joseph. The month of March in the church is dedicated to St. Joseph. O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me. For whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am. And shall be, as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee, and sigh to go soon to see thee, and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet, and contemplate my mother, who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand, which has delivered me so many times from hell, and has dispensed me so many graces, when, on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all. My lady, in life I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity, and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart, who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee, and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will, and, in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hoped for all this, and not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase this confidence in me, and I shall be saved. Amen. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times. Blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater Noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. 
for the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. We are continuing, my friends, to check out the work, A Short History of the Roman Mass by the late, great Mr. Michael Davies, who was a champion of defending the traditional Latin Mass in the Society of St. Pius X. And as I've mentioned earlier on Our Lady's podcast, that the traditional Latin Mass or TLM has come under such fire from bishops, from even the Pope, and it is being cordoned off, as it were. But it will never be eliminated completely. There will always be good men like Walter Matt, like John Venari, like Archbishop Lefebvre. May they rest in peace. And many, many others who will, we probably will not know the name of, most of us, this side of the kingdom, who fought for tradition, who fought for orthodoxy. And Mr. Davies was one of them. And this work about the history of the Mass is very important, and I wanted to share it with you, spurred on by uh, a very good young lady who's a part of my life, a family member. This is Chapter 3, The Gallican Rite. The fact that until the 8th century, the West did not apply the general principle that rite follows patriarchate is both anomalous and unique. That the Bishop of Rome was patriarch of all the West is a fact not disputed by anyone, and yet the Western churches did not follow his right. Until the 8th century, it was the local right of the city of Rome only. It was not used in northern Italy, and even the southern dioceses of the peninsula had their own liturgical use. It's usual to classify all these Western, Latin, but not Roman rites under the general name of Gallican. This practice is justified inasmuch as they all differ from the Roman and are closely related among themselves. We know most about the Gallican rite in the strict sense, as it was used in Gaul. Variants are found in Spain, Britain, Italy, and other countries. The generally accepted view is that the Gallican family of liturgies originated in the East, possibly in Antioch, and after being adopted in Milan during the 4th century, spread throughout the West. Milan was, at that time, the metropolitan sea of northern Italy and the second most important sea in the West. From about the 8th century, the local Roman Rite gradually spread throughout the West, displacing the Gallican liturgies, but being modified by them in the process. There are two places in Western Europe where the old Gallican liturgies are still used. The first is Toledo in Spain, the Mozarabic Rite. The word Mozarabic refers to the Mozarabes the Christian Arabs, and strictly speaking, should only be applied to those parts of Spain which fell under Moorish rule after 711. In its present form, it is the last remnant of the old Spanish rite. From the 11th century, the Mozarabic rite was more and more driven back by that of Rome, and it seemed that it would disappear completely. In 1500, Cardinal Zimenez, the Archbishop of Toledo, who died in 1517, revised its liturgical books and founded chapters at Toledo, Salamanca, and Valladolid to preserve its use. 
but it is only in the Corpus Christi Chapel in the cathedral at Toledo, founded by the cardinal, that it is still celebrated today, but with Roman elements, in particular the Roman form of the words of institution. Cardinal Zemanes had a Mozarabic Missal printed in 1500 and a breviary in 1502. The city of Milan also has its own rite, commonly called the Ambrosian, but there is no evidence to prove that St. Ambrose did more than compose the words of half a dozen of the hymns of the rite, which is much more Romanized than that of Toledo and includes the whole Roman canon. The people of Milan took up arms on several occasions to resist attempts to impose the Roman rite upon them. It was considerably modified after 1970 to bring it into line with the new mass of Pope Paul VI. So ends chapter three. So there are different rites within the church. Sometimes this could be a cause of confusion. The Orthodox, so-called, who are actually unorthodox, who are in schism, things like the Russian Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, the Bulgarian Orthodox Church. Dr. E. Michael Jones was just referring to this the other day on one of his podcasts. They seem to be caught up too much in nationalism as opposed to Christianity. So the Orthodox churches are in schism, but there are different rites of the Catholic Church that are in union, that are in communion with Rome. And we have some mentioned here, Gallican rite, Ambrosian rite, um, the Ukrainian rite, and so forth and so on. So there are different rites within the church, but they're all in communion with Rome. They're not heretical. They're not schismatic. I was trying to think of uh, the name of the text the other day. It's called The Once and Future Roman Rite by Dr. Peter Kwasniewski. And as I've mentioned previously on Our Lady's podcast, uh, Dr. K is a wonderful author, um, musician, Thomistic philosopher, and I highly recommend his works. And he talks about these differences between the different rites, but also how they are uh, in certain ways the same. And the once in future Roman rite talks about that. And he talks about how the Novus Ordo which came about circa 1969-1970, is a rupture from the Mass, from the Divine Liturgy. The specific name of that text, of which I'm speaking, I've yet to read it myself. I, I look forward to reading it. I have read some of Dr. Kwasniewski's other works. Um, the one I'm thinking of here is The Once and Future Roman Rite, returning to the traditional Latin liturgy after 70 years of exile. And his last name is spelled K-W-A-S-N-I-E-W-S-K-I. So he's a wonderful author, having not read all of his works, but several of them. Um, I highly, highly recommend what Dr. K has to say. And there was one 
chapter in particular. I'm just looking at the contents here on Amazon. Um, it's chapter 10 from this book, Byzantine, Tridentine, Montinian, Two Brothers and a Stranger. And he goes through the, the similarities of the ancient rites of the church and how the Novus Ordo, which is the um, liturgy that most of us have grown up with. I'm 45 years old. And I heard when I was younger, because my dad was a altar boy in the early 1960s, St. Thomas Aquinas in South Buffalo. And I was like, yeah, there's uh, Latin. And I kind of knew that when I was younger, but we had this change and, oh, the mass used to be in Latin, but now it's in the vernacular and it's a good thing. And, but then when you come to study all these radical changes, and once again, I'm going to recommend uh, Mass of Ages on YouTube, episodes one and two, looking forward to episode three. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but do a search on YouTube for Mass of Ages or Mass of the Ages. I, I don't remember exactly what it's called if the article adjective is in there or not, check that out. That's awesome and very eye-opening because so much of the liturgy was changed. It's something like 87% um, if you're doing a strict side-by-side from the traditional Latin mass. It's called, all right, it's called Mass of the Ages, the Latin mass trilogy. Mass of the Ages, the Latin mass trilogy. Do a search for that on YouTube and watch those first two installments. Incredibly enlightening. Um, Episode one has 1.3 million views. Episode two, uh, I'm not sure how many that has, probably quite a few as well. Check that out. Anyway, um, 87% of the, the mass was changed which has led many people to believe, is this even the, the same rite? And it's the position of the Society of St. Pius X that the new Mass, although valid, is illicit, meaning it's not pleasing to the Lord. So this is a very serious topic. We need to get into the history of it. We need to get into the nuts and bolts of it because we want to give our Lord Jesus Christ the best. We want to worship him in the way that he sees fit. We want to glorify him in all things with all, with all of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our actions. Let us conclude, my friends, by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. I would also direct your attention to episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, What that website and what that episode talk about is RPM, an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. If you have any non-speakers in your family or you know of any families or friends who have non-speakers in their families, get them this website and this episode of Our Lady's Podcast. It's a game changer, as the kids say. Before my niece knew RPM, we didn't even know what her favorite color was. Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius. She's literally the smartest person I know. Would not have known any of that were it not for rapid prompting methods. So let's get the word out there because communication is a human right. Now let's pray for help and for healing 
for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Memorare to St. Joseph in this month of March, dedicated to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys, in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honora mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honora mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostri. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine Patris, et Fidli, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 457 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in your charity. Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. You can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.